Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. I just want you to know that you are not alone. Okay. I've been doing this kind of work for, for a long, long, long time. And the last three days I am fucking in it, upset and overwhelmed, um, anxious, all the things. Okay. So I know that's a funny thing to say when you come to listen to someone speak about these topics and they're supposed to, uh, seem like they have it all together, but that's not how it works to be a human being. Okay. The, the reality is, is that these things that we're going to talk about, how to reduce them, um, it, it's really about learning how to work with them. If you are under the anticipation that you are going to get to a point in your life where you're never going to have a problem again, or um, you're never going to feel stress or anxiety again, it's not. It's really not to be a bur- like a, a, a barren of bad news. It should be good news to say that if you work with it, you can make extraordinary headway and you can spend a lot less time in these type of energies. Um, but to to think that you're going to have a complete and utter never experience a stressful day in your life or a stressful moment in your life again is just not realistic. Uh, that That's what we call death, by the way. Um, as long as you're a human being in this body with an ego, that's going to continue to happen. You're going to continue to have certain judgments of yourself and others. Um, you're going to continue to deal with it. However, that's not to say that we can't do some pretty significant things with that. And I want to talk to you about three things that you can be doing um, and then the meditations I just mentioned are, are a part of that process. And a lot of that has to do with awareness. Okay. So, um, you also might maybe notice that one of my eyes is shutting on itself. I have an eye infection. So I'm, I'm coming to you with, with just life happening. I have a newborn at home who's five months old, you know, sleep and under resource and all, all the things that go on with that. So I just want you to know that we're, we're all, on the same ship going through challenges in our lives, no matter what they are, right? Like you might um, be dealing with emotional challenges, physical challenges, relational challenges. 
you might be dealing with monetary challenges, right? And so it always looks like people who seem to have that stuff handled are not dealing with what you're dealing with. And, and you're right, but they are, I promise you, getting lessons uh, in their own way, no matter how successful somebody seems, um, no matter how much money or resources they have. Trust me, the human mind finds things to contemplate, worry about and dramatize. And so that's just something that we need to um, understand and also accept about our biology and the way that this game that we call life is played because without challenges you would find it exceedingly boring to being on this planet uh i was listening to a talk yesterday with peter diamante on uh, on impact theory and he was saying that how you know most people have this uh, contention that if they just had everything that they wanted they'd just be super super happy and peter mentions this old um twilight zone episode where this guy goes up to uh to heaven and heaven looks like a, a casino that he's playing at. And so every time he you know, rolls the dice or plays a hand, he wins. And so he starts winning all this money and he's got women around him and all these different kind of things. And then um, eventually uh, recognizes that he's like just bored of winning. There's no challenge left. And it's like, so what is the motivation if every time he plays his hand, you know, he goes into this kind of depression because... There's really nothing to live for. Every moment is known and everything he wants is at his fingertips all the time. And so it kind of becomes this like burdensome thing. And he's like, he's like, how can this, he's like, this is heaven. And I think the episode ends with, with uh, uh, him saying, why did you think this was heaven in the first place? So just to kind of put that out there. Okay. Like what would life, um, well, let me just change my camera real quick. See if that's better for you guys. So <clears throat> So I just wanted to put that out there that let's let's begin with that if we're going to look at stress and anxiety and the first thing is to recognize is is that you are not alone in having challenges in your life. Elon and I have worked with tens of thousands of people. We have literally worked with people who are doing this work out of the back of their car and we have also worked with people who are worth nearly a billion dollars. And I could tell you no less on this side of the spectrum or that side of the spectrum, people got stuff. Okay? So the first thing is to just really let yourself off the hook because a lot of times when we compare ourselves to other people, we, we suffer, right? If there's one thing to begin to compare yourself to at any given day is just to compare yourself to your own experience and, you know, are you doing your own work? Are you showing up for yourself? And are you getting a little bit, you know, that, that half a percent, that 1% better every single day? That's honestly all anybody can ask of you to begin with. Okay, so how many of you guys just uh, maybe get a sense of relief by knowing that you're not alone? Like uh, right before this call, we have a, uh, a bi-monthly call with uh, our coaches. And honestly, these are people who've been around our work now for usually a number of years and have often become more like family members than, than students. They're, they're really highly integrated with this community um, and this work. And that's how we started the call today. I started the call and I said, I am fucking in it. Like I am, I'm so in it. I'm like angry at God. I basically said, I want to punch God in the kumquats today. You know, it just like, it feels like nothing is going my way. Um, I feel terror in my system. I feel anxiety in my system. Um, and sometimes we can't really track the specific experience that we're having. It's not because necessarily anything is going wrong. Although I certainly have challenges in my life at this time that, that, parts of me feel are unjustified, right? 
But what I always come back to is nothing lasts forever. Nothing, nothing is, is ever here forever. I've never had a single emotional experience, a physical experience, a challenge in my life that has lasted in perpetuity. Everything is arising and falling all the time. And so the, the second thing we want to talk about besides just recognizing that everyone's going through this is that we want to be able to develop ourselves. And this is where this work for those of you guys who are listening now or watching this on replay can really support and help you. There is a way to look at our challenges. And this is the way that most of humanity continues to look at their challenges, which is from a, a certain state, or we could call it a certain level of mind. Okay. And there is a level of mind that is highly committed to dramatizing and continuing to create dramatization in your life. And I just want you to take a moment right now. You could say, yes, I found it in the chat box or just kind of quietly locate it with where you're at. But I want you to take a moment and see if you can locate this part of you that like that creates the drama. It creates the stories. Okay. And if you've never heard of uh, that, your mind is generating stories. I let me be the first to uh, tell you that your story, your, your mind is a meaning story making machine. Okay. And if you can just even recognize what I just said right there, you can get a little bit of space from it. And you can recognize that you are not actually the one generating the story. You're not actually the one creating the dramatization, but there's a part of you that's doing that. Hey, Sonella. And you can witness that part. You can actually listen to that part. And we call that, um, like, you know, we all have sub-vocalization in our mind. It's like the thing that narrates when you're reading. And just recognize that there's a little voice inside of your head, the sub-vocalization, and that you are not that voice. How could you be? Because you're the one listening to it. So you want to begin to recognize that you are the awareness that's listening to that voice. Okay. And we call that subtle, subtle listening or subtle mind awareness. Okay. So just see if you could just locate that for a moment. Okay. So there's all this drama, there's all this stress, there's all this narrative, there's all this meaning around it. And just see if you can notice that you are actually not all of that. You are that which is sitting and noticing that this is a lot like um, just laying in a field and noticing clouds flying through the sky. So just take a minute and see if you can notice that maybe close your eyes. Gotta take a quick sip here. And this little shift may, may seem inconsequential to the uninitiated. However, if you spent the next year, 10 years, 20 years of your life practicing making this shift between being identified with your mind and disidentifying with your mind and listening to the mind, you will have already attained a level of freedom that most people on this planet have not tasted yet. Okay. Most people, I assure you, I guarantee you from my work, from my investigations, from coaching tens of thousands of people working with large organizations, you know, at every level of society, most people are 100% identified with thoughts. It's never even dawned on them that they don't have to be, okay? This is also the practice of meditation, by the way. And with meditation, we can go significantly deeper than disidentifying with thoughts, by the way. 
Okay, so how many of you guys just in that little little shift there are, are noticing are just noticing that? Okay. You don't necessarily have to notice a shift, but maybe there's a little bit more um, ease in your system in noticing that. Okay. So there, there's a few things that we want to begin to do. And then I want to really name what the kind of the home run thing here is. So we want to be able to witness our mind and what it's creating. And again, I want to retort that you're not going to be able to get rid of this mind. You are never going to stop having thoughts. And if you want to stop having that, unfortunately, that's what we call death, right? The ego is part, it's part of our biology. It plays a crucial role in our ability to have physical safety in this world. And so if we got rid of it, chances are you wouldn't live very, very long, right? You would see a car and it wouldn't say anything and you would just stand there and let the car hit you. Something has to intervene and say, get out of the way to have you notice, right? There's a lot of stuff to notice. Like when you're driving in in your vehicle, in your car, your brain is performing thousands of calculations and functions simultaneously, right? Look out how challenging it is for modern science to create self-driving cars because there's so much nuance and awareness that has to be there in order for it to be done well. But a human gets in the car and can learn to do that in no time flat. We have this incredible machinery. So listening to this little voice is an imperative part of beginning to create some separation from the ego and yourself, from disidentifying. And this is the start of, of human liberation. Okay. So if you've got that, if that's all you got from today's lesson, you're you're already crushing it. Okay. Now, this does not mean that stress and anxiety go away right away, but what you can do is disidentify with what is creating stress and anxiety because most people try to deal with it as if stress and anxiety is a thought that they're having. They don't realize that their nervous system is actually having a stress response. And so that's what we want to look at is, well, how do we go even deeper than the mind? How do we start being aware of the intelligence of our body and why it's creating a stress response right now. And then how do we support the body in down-regulating the nervous system so that we can feel more resourced, grounded, and at ease, and dare I say, even connected and in a state of well-being, which is something that we can work towards. So how many of you guys just listening here know that something you really want to work on is just having a sense of more ease in your system you want to actually have a, a, an experience of well-being. And I could tell you that um, as part of working on that, you can start having um, a much more grounded and authentic experience when connecting with other people. It's extremely, extremely challenging to connect to other people when we're in a stress response. It's extremely difficult to um, show up at your best for your work or for your children or for your spouse when the system is feeling taxed, right? For me, nine times out of 10, when I'm snappy at home, when I lack patience with my children is because I'm super under-resourced. I've done too much. I've overextended myself. My system is feeling overwhelmed. And then, you know, someone asks me for something and, uh, you know, like the bark comes out because my system is trying to protect itself. Okay. And so for most people, they're doing that and then they start dealing with the upset that was caused in the room, in the relationship. Oh, you made me wrong. Now I'm going to make you wrong. Now, why did you do that? I didn't like this. It's no good. Blah, 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 blah. 
And that's not what that situation is about at all. It's about a system that is highly under-resourced in a sympathetic nervous system response. And that is an appropriate way for a system who's in that, in that place to respond. It's too much. So the system has to try to protect itself. Okay. Now you can live a life where you create a lot of upset in your environment between you and people around you and your workspace and how you feel about yourself, or you can recognize this and start moving yourself from being a highly reactive person to a highly responsive person. That's a very different life, by the way. Okay. So how many of you guys would, would prefer to learn how to be responsive versus reactive, right? the human race as a whole has been extremely reactive for a very, very long time. And you guys see how that goes when we're reactive, right? We make a lot of bad choices. We uh, put people in bad situations and, and we hurt, we hurt the environment, all sorts of stuff. Okay. It would be, it's a great skill to learn to slow down, to feel into your system and to let things unfold as they need to, but we got to learn how to then locate this witness. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk more about that. And so look, for those of you guys at any time, by the way, while you're listening to this, if you need the meditation resources, comment meditation in the box below. If you need, if you want to have a conversation with people from our team so they can, you can explore with them what it looks like to be in our programs, to work with us. And we have, you know, everything from working with Elon and myself privately for a year to uh, online courses that you could do at your own pace and that can meet pretty much everyone's needs and different financial levels. So again, if you're worried, you're like, ah, I really, you know, I can't put a lot of money into my myself right now or time into myself right now. We got you. If you're somebody who wants to do what we're talking about, the highest level, we have again, programs and experiences that have been very, very well, well formulated and, uh, over now a 12 year period and put together in a very specific way to generate some extraordinary transformative experiences for people you know, we guarantee, we guarantee your results. If you take this work on, it's going to dramatically change your life. But here's what I got to tell you. There is no one coming to do this work for you. There is no surprise at the end of the rainbow. While it may certainly not be your fault that you are in the situation that you're in or the way that your programming works or how your mind operates or any of those things, not your fault, right? However, if you're here listening to this and you came here to transform your life, it is transformation is not a passive experience. It's not something that I can give you. I can't put on a plate for you. You can't eat it. And there's no relationship in your life coming to fix all your problems or man or woman who you're going to meet, who's going to see you in the way that you want to be seen. That, that doesn't work that way. Okay. It's not your fault. However, if you're here and you're interested in transformation, then it is absolutely your responsibility to take actions consistent with the transformation that you want. I have never seen anybody do one iota of anything worth with their own life and transformation without them putting in work into it. Okay. Like none of us can get healthy by sitting around, right? We can't have it. We need an active body. You have to be doing something, your spirit, your emotional body, your connection with others, all that requires work. And unfortunately for the, for the most of us, We've grown up in environments that were extremely not conducive to teaching us how to actually be with ourselves in a compassionate, meaningful, and loving way. And so not only do we find that challenging internally, but we certainly find it challenging in our relationships as well. You cannot give to somebody else what you have not given yourself first. If you are finding yourself to be a discompassionate person with this world, this world's against you, you don't like people, all this kind of stuff, 
I would say that's probably how you feel about yourself. You're discompassionate towards yourself. You're highly critical and judgmental internally. And so that's what you have to give. So if you want things in your life to change, the change has to happen internally first. Okay. The biggest mistake that people make is going to anything outside of themselves to try to correct the problem. And unfortunately, we have a system that reaffirms this over and over and over again, because it seems like if you just have the right thing, or if you just take the right pill, you know, you'll get out of it. But ask anybody who's doing that. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a healing place for them to be in. Okay. All, all stories of transformation always say I was in a challenging place. I didn't know what to do. I finally stopped avoiding it. And I went through that experience. And from that, this thing was born. This thing came out of me. That's exactly what we want to do. That's what we want to invite you guys to is there's been humanity has spent a long time looking outside of themselves, trying to mediate their spirituality and connection to source and all these different things. It's like, it's all inside. You are, you are the, I am, you are the word, you are all the things. So all the answers you're looking for lie within. What we want to curate here is how do we develop an inner witness, an inner observer that can observe and allow for these experiences to move through our system instead of getting stuck. Okay. So I'll give you guys like my definition and it's an ongoing working definition of what stress and anxiety is. And we could just put it, we can just take, you know, stress and anxiety and just put it in, in, and you guys tell me if this is a fair definition, but we can just kind of broad stroke it and say it's discomfort in the body. It's a, it's an uncomfortable feeling in the body. Would you guys agree with this? Yes or no? Okay. And certainly stress and, and, and anxiety are not the only ones. Fear, terror, anger, right? Quote, negative experiences. Like we could put all that as to some degree of discomfort. Now, all those things, all those things are essentially trying to protect something. They're trying to create safety in the system. Something feels out of alignment. Something doesn't feel right. And so these parts come forward, these things that we have named, right? These negative attributes, quote unquote, negative attributes. They're not bad by any stretch of the imagination. And they come forward to try to create this safety in the system. Okay. So how do we work with them? So how do we work with them? So I had mentioned earlier that there is like a level of mind that most people are operating from. Okay. We could say this level of mind has been conditioned into you. Conditioned how? Well, that's through what, what's been passed down to you through your family and lineage, you know, your religions, your societies, your culture, the rules, you know, that your country has put upon you, the type of teachers that you had, how you dealt with um, authority in your life. Did you conform? Did you rebel? Right? All that stuff speaks to the type of conditioning that we've each been given, for better or worse. Okay? And so for most people, when they're trying to do um, therapy of any kind, what, what therapy tends to fail to realize is that just talking about what's going on in the mind is just one piece of the puzzle. Because what's really imperative to all of us is how do we feel inside? If I'm not feeling well inside, my mind has an opinion about that, does it not? It's spending probably most of its time tinkering, talking, feeling, you know, trying to figure out what can I do? How do I get out of this? 
And so when we go to do things like therapy, and I know therapy works for some, but a lot of people spend many years in therapy and don't make a lot of headway. It's because the level of mind that is looking at the problem is also the level of mind that's creating the problem. Okay. And so what we want to develop, kind of what I started with here is, is recognizing your true essence because you are not your mind. You're not the emotions in the body. You're not even the sensations. Okay. And it's kind of a weird thing to say, but just kind of to, you know, mind bend yourself a little bit here is locate, locate what's watching, like locate where you are, locate the observer. Where are you? And so for most people, they kind of have a, a knee-jerk response to that. They'll say, well, um, I'm right here. I'm behind these eyes. I'm, I'm watching. Okay. Are you? Because let's, let's, play, let's experiment with that a little bit. You know, if, if I ask you to take the awareness that seems to be right here, and I ask you to place it over here, you might need to close your eyes to do this. But if I have you just place the awareness, you know, where my hand is, or in this example, your hand. Right. Like if you put your hand over here and then place your awareness on this hand, you're going to notice that very quickly you can shift the location of your awareness away from the centralized location behind the eyes to the hand. Now, same thing. I could ask you with intention, go put your awareness on the sun. You notice very quickly, less than snap of a finger is like your awareness can be located on the sun. And so I want to point that this awareness uh, travels instantaneously, is not relegated to space-time at all, and can move to any location. And so for most of us, we are operating, almost stuck, in, you know, exquisitely behind our eyes over here in the, in the mind. So we spend all our time in our awareness in the mind space, and this is why people get in trouble, because they, I, they are awareness begins to identify with their mind and the conditioning. And so they see everything in this world themselves, you know, what's happening in this world and others through the identified conditioning. And this is why healing never happens for them because they're literally trying to get out of the trap that the mind is creating itself. Okay. So how else can it be? You may be asking yourself, okay, and for those of you guys who are, are more practiced and been around for a while, you, you probably know the answer, but if you're brand new, you don't, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is not something that I can share with you through language and that you just get it. While you may understand what I'm saying or even have insights or even a breakthrough idea about what I'm about to share here, it is not the same as the direct experience of what I'm about to talk about. Pointing at the moon is still not the moon. Hopefully that makes sense to you. So what we want to understand is, is that the mind is reacting to the discomfort in the body. Okay. This is really, really key. So if you checked out for everything else, I'm saying, listen to this, the mind is reacting 
to the discomfort, i.e. stress, anxiety, in the body. And it only has a particular way that it knows how to respond to that based on the conditioning that you were given. Chances are you deal with stress and anxiety a lot like other members of your family, i.e. mom and dad. Right? That's not by coincidence. It's been like it's a lineage that's passed on. These are lessons that pass down. When we're angry, we do this. When we're sad, we do this. You know, we're passive aggressive. We're aggressive aggressive. This is my ideas around money. This is my ideas around faith. This is my ideas around healing. Great. No problem. Just recognize. Human beings generally have very narrow conditioning. And so because of that, we're also willing to get the answers that we're looking for or repair also with what that conditioning allows. And it's usually very, very narrow. People don't really, really recognize or realize what, what healing actually is and what it, what the experience is actually like. They think, oh, it's like, well, my, it's my circumstances changing. It's not. Your circumstances have changed often throughout your life. And I promise you, the conditioning remains the same. More money is not going to solve this problem. Finding the love of your life is not going to solve this problem. Getting, you know, your health back in order won't solve this problem. The conditioning will still be there. It will, for a moment in time, seem as if it's relieved itself, and then the hope will come, and the hope will backdoor itself to disappointment, and you'll suddenly find yourself in the same or similar situation as you were in before, and you'll think that you did it wrong, and then you'll try to find another answer, and then you'll go down that road for a while, and it'll seem to have worked for a moment, and then you'll find yourself right back in the same place. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Say yes or say I in the chat box. Okay? So we want to be able to I'm just trying to find the right word here to cultivate a witness, a subtle witness of sensation in the body. Okay. And this is why, this is why we're so adamant about you guys doing the meditations here so that you can begin this practice of becoming acutely attuned to your own systems needs, which is essentially another way of saying is how to be present with yourself. I want you to notice that when discomfort arises in the body, the tendency for most, if not all, and I imagine you're included in this, is to avoid that discomfort. Now, we have a lot of good strategies for avoiding this discomfort. Maybe you guys want to share a few, but I'll throw a few out there. Watching TV, picking up your cell phone and mindlessly scrolling through a newsfeed, having a drink, eating too much, sex, Drugs, medications, exercise. We have really, really good avoidance strategies, okay? And so for most people, it's like they are trying to outrun the experience that they're having inside. And this is why a lot of people struggle with meditation because meditation is the moment you stop running and you start facing what's actually going on inside. Now that means it's probably not going to be comfortable because you are uncomfortable with sitting with what is uncomfortable. And if you really take a look at this, you'll recognize that most of what we've been taught is to try to create safety in our system by changing our circumstances. This does not work because our nervous system is not aware of that. It's not aware, oh, you have more money, I can feel safe now. It doesn't know that. 
It's not how it works. Even if your mind sees it, I want you to see how there is kind of like a dysregulation between sometimes the insights you're having mentally, like, oh, I understand that. But notice how just understanding that does nothing for the way you feel internally. Oh, I understand that I'm in a bad relationship. Like why? You know, women who are abused or in abusive relationships, they know that they're in an abusive relationship. And then you'll talk to them and you'll say, why are you in that relationship? And they will find it extremely difficult to leave that person or vice versa. You know, even if the abuser is a feminine in this case, like they'll find it very difficult to leave. Why is that? The mind has already had the insight but the body's not going to navigate away from that relationship. There is some sense of, of, of even potentially safety there or bondage, right? Or attachment that is not allowing for that to happen. And that's what we want to get clear about is having mental insights, reading books, watching videos, even having transformative ideas. It doesn't transform your life. It just doesn't do it. What we, we, we truly desire, if I can name it, is to have a direct experience is to taste something is to glimpse something new. And you can do this regularly, by the way, with these practices, because, uh, you know, the way that we learn it from the teachers that we operate with, we literally call it glimpse practices. We are glimpsing new experiences directly through our system. And this actually naturally allows for our system to reorganize. So I'm going to give you kind of how this works. When we're able to locate this subtle witness within ourselves, we suddenly become extremely adept at sitting with uncomfortable or discomfort in our system. And I'm not talking about emotions here because emotions are the, the language that the mind gives to discomfort in your body. Okay. So again, uh, emotions is like the language that the mind gives to discomfort in the body. But what the discomfort is called is irrelevant. At the end of the day, here's the reality. It's uncomfortable. There are things arising in your system that you do not have a capacity or you've not been, you have not learned yet or cultivated an ability to sit with those things. And so the reactivity is to avoid, which totally makes sense. It's a good strategy, but it does not heal, repair, or transform a goddamn thing. Okay, so the first thing we want to learn is how do I sit with these sensations inside of my body? What are the practices that I need to cultivate to safely sit with this discomfort? Okay, that's number one. Again, please use the meditations so you can begin to learn how to do that. The second thing we got to learn is how to uh, have safe attachment. Okay, and that's another way of saying safe connection with another human being. Okay, so there are these things that all mammals have. It's called attachment systems. Okay, and, and mammals need to have healthy, healthy, safe attachment. It's really, really important for our biology and our bonding and all that kind of stuff. Okay, just look at look out in society. People who don't have healthy attachment systems or don't have healthy bonds usually are the ones that end up doing quite a bit of violence in our society, right? And so there's a lot of judgment towards those people versus uh, a deep and compassionate understanding of that this person is being deprived of a biological need that a mammal has. And they are in extraordinary amounts of distress when that happens, like putting someone in, um, in isolation in prison, right? We know that that creates extraordinary uh, mental anguish, extraordinary emotional anguish. You know, people are changed by those experiences. It's because we have a biological need for connection. So one of the ways that we can create repair in the nervous system is by learning how to sit with other people in presence 
and witnessing together what arises in our system. Okay, this actually amplifies and accelerates healing in ways you cannot imagine. For those of you guys that come to our live events or decide to do uh, work with Elon and myself directly at level two and three, this is what we work on a lot. Okay. And this does not come easy for people because asking for support is tends to be very, very challenging for individuals. How many of you guys know that you have a real, uh, it's like really, really hard for you to ask for support. You're defiantly independent. You take care of everything. It just seems like, oh, if I'm not going to do it, nobody else is going to do it. How many of you guys fall into that boat? Just say I in the chat box. Okay. So just to kind of review here. Okay. The first thing is we want to recognize that everyone's doing this stuff. Okay. Second thing we want to recognize is the ability to be witness to our thoughts and understand that our biology our our mind is a meaning making story making machine. That's okay. But just recognize that it's going to continue to do that. I can absolutely share with you that as you increase well-being in the body, as you come out of the discomfort that most people are holding in their system, right? It's literally like frozen energy that they're holding onto because they're so scared if they let go, what's going to happen inside their body? It feels like they're going to die. And in a way to the ego, that is death. Okay. So we want to be able to learn to, to witness this, not identify. That's step number two. And step number three is our ability to cultivate the witness of sensation in the body. And what, what this is, here's what happens when you develop this witness in the body. Okay. So this is uh, again, noticing subtle sensation in the body or subtle awareness of the body. And there's many, many layers to this. It's not just so cut and dry. Like it's this thing, it's this thing and this thing. It's like, once you start exploring awareness, you're going to realize it's infinite nature. And the beautiful thing about awareness is that awareness actually ends up teaching itself. We were just having this conversation today with our more advanced students and coaches. After you do this for a while, it's like the teaching is coming from within. Elon and I are not the teachers. We're, we're the guides to your awareness. And we're going to help you stabilize and find exercises and things that you can cultivate in order to stabilize a much, much, much higher level of mind. Okay. But what, what does the healing is your own biology. It's your own spirituality. It's like that's, that's the beauty of how the system works is once you connect back to yourself, the intelligence itself, call it what you will, call it God, call it the network, call it the matrix, call it whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Call it by any name that suits you is what's doing the work. When you guys come again, do one of our events and you sit with us and you're going to experience healing in your body for the first time. It's not Elon and I doing that. We're holding a space and we're setting a frequency so that you can find your own awareness. And this shouldn't seem that weird, by the way. I know it seems weird maybe when you talk about it, but I want you to recognize this is how a human being learns. They witness something and then someone points at it and says, did you notice that? Okay. So your parents did that with solid objects, you know, bottle, colors, sun, grass, right? Because that's what we've come to learn is that we're in this dense reality and everything is outside of ourselves. Nobody ever took the time to do the same thing for your inner world and the qualities of mind that are available to you. So as guides, what we do is we, we help you because we, what we, so one of the side effects of doing this work, and this is every human can do this again, because this is a mammalian trait, a mammal's trait is to be able to energetically read other people. 
or other animals, right? Like, how do you think the, the birds are flying in coordination in the sky? How do you think that all these animals are migrating together? There is an energetic signaling that's happening between them. To think that human beings don't have that energetic signaling is ludicrous. Okay, that's ridiculous. You've all walked into a room after two people have had a fight and you're like, whoa, something feels funkier in here. Or you walk into a large space and you're like, I don't feel safe and you leave. Energetic signaling. That's your, that's your biology picking up on an energy in the space and shifting it. And if you're like, oh, that's still so weird. Okay, let's say you're a sports fan. And one team is winning, but then the other team gets momentum and they start crushing the other team. That's energy, folks. That's energy. That's what you're tuning into. Right? Nothing could be more natural. Nothing could be more our direct experience of what we live in. Language was created way down the line. Language is our, our, our like if, if this is the hardware, language is part of the software, right? But the hardware has a lot of other attributes and how it picks up on cues from its environment. And so energy is the key component here to everything. And if you come do our work, if you come do our more advanced work, what we first focus on is how to witness the mind, right? And so there are particular exercises and distinctions that we do to basically create freedom and liberation in the mind. Okay, this is incredibly important because without this work, you're bound to navigate yourself back into your past conditioning over and over again. Even if you liberate energy in your body, even if you create some freedom, even if you get some healing, if your mind is conditioned a particular way, it will create the past over and over again. That's just what's so. And so we got to deal, we got to deal with, with this guy before we go into the body. And we've tried it the other way. And for some people it works, but for a lot of people, they get, they get caught in the mind matrix and it just brings them back into some really, really challenging experiences. And then they have to keep getting the same healing over and over again. It's just not, it's not an efficient way to do it. Once you've dealt with the mind, we want to calm and set a foundation for awareness inside the body. Okay. And again, it's not something we can give you on a paper plate or have you understand in like, in like three minutes, it is, it's an experience that you need to cultivate from within. And so as we witness what's happening in the body, here's what ends up happening. What, what therapy and science and all these, you know, psychology will, will cause, will call trauma from our point of view, from an energetic point of view, right? With a more spiritual perspective, let's call it that, or philosophy. What that means is you have bound up energy that's stuck inside the body. And this is what I mean. Like when something's bound, it's like this. Okay. So you got to imagine your nervous system has been like this for like 20, 30, 40 years. There's this, there's this inherent tension that lives inside of your system. Now, sometimes you notice it. Sometimes you don't. Mostly you notice it when it gets really, really big. It's like a big sensation. And the mind is like, right? It's like, it's like setting off alarm bells. Why? Because there's discomfort in the body. And that's what the mind is designed to do is to make you aware that, oh my God, there's, there's a threat right now. Now that threat may be real. Mostly it's not, but it is an energy that is stuck and looping inside the body. And so the mind feels an incessant need to react to this experience that's locked inside the body. And so what healing really is, is not an understanding what I just said, is an allowing for the body to release and metabolize that energy. Okay, so the stuckness, this can open and relax and then the energy can move. We want to return energy flow to the body. Okay, 
You all have experienced this. You go out dancing, you move the body a lot, you feel high. Or if you've done ecstatic dancing or movement or exercising, like, you know, intense exercise, this is why people feel better because they're helping the body release energy. But unfortunately, we're living pretty static lives right now where we're sitting here, you know, not moving very much. And this is actually creating more trauma in the system because the body can't let it go. And so there's like little T trauma and there's like big T trauma, right? Like little T might be like passive aggressive emotional things. Like big T trauma is like someone beat the shit out of you when you were a child or you had some like terrible accident or, you know, something extremely embarrassing happened or, or, you know, a real threatening stuff to your survival. Like those are very big traumas that people live with. So what we want to help is we want to help the body find a way to find resource and enough stability so that it creates an opportunity for the energy to finally move through. And today on the call with our coaches, um, you know, people retorted how they work on stuff and they'll work for like a few months on a certain process. Doesn't always mean it takes that long, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. Some processes take years, some processes take minutes. Some processes take weeks. Like it's, it just really varies on what your system is holding on to. But the reality is, is that like even when you create more stability and well-being in the system, which is an inevitability, by the way, in doing this work, that I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, you do this work, you're going to feel more well-being, more stability, more connection, more love, more compassion than you've ever felt in your entire life. Guaranteed. Okay. And that doesn't mean that you're like done with being a human being. Right. And as you build more stability, there is a litany of stuff, like a long litany of stuff that's being withheld in your system. Some of it is from your lineage. Some of it is from this lifetime. Some of it is from other lifetimes. Some of it is from trauma from your childhood. You don't, you don't even remember. But it's like the body's been waiting for an opportunity to let it go. And sometimes it needs to build a lot of trust and foundational support inside the system before it has enough resiliency to let it go. And so a lot of times when people do this work for a while, that's when like the bigger experiences start happening. Not because, I mean, there's a divine timing and intelligence to everything, but it's like the system actually had to build up and build up and build up. And it's like, okay, now I can let that go. Like now I'm actually ready. I have the resiliency. I can sit with that high level of discomfort and experience in my body. But here's the thing. When you develop this witness, and I'm putting my hands up here because it's a good articulation in this metaphor of just not being here of bringing the awareness away from the conditioned mind. What ends up happening is your life is going to keep unfolding. Things are going to keep happening. Some that you like and some that you don't like. That's just, it's inevitability. Welcome to life. Welcome to earth. We're all in it, by the way. I've been doing this for 20 years. Some still very challenging things that happen in my life that cause emotional, mental, and physical distress in my life. That's, that's just part of being here. And I want to remind you, your soul chose to embody in this body, in this, this machine. And that party doesn't make mistakes. So you might as well get with the program and begin to participate in what's being given to you and learn how to actually be with it than try to constantly avoid or change it. It's very, very energy consuming to try to outrun this stuff or to try to forcefully change it, it doesn't really work. I mean, and don't take my word for it. Look at your own life experience as a guide. Right, there's no, there's nothing more trustworthy than your own anecdotal experience. I've been given the privilege of working with 
thousands of people all over the world, I can tell you time and time again, this is everybody's experience. So what we want to work on is we want to put this body into a state of rest. Okay, this is what science calls rest and digest or parasympathetic nervous system response. And we can do this through our awareness very easily, I might add. And the more you cultivate it, the, the easier it is to find that state. When you do that, the body begins to metabolize energy. And so the stuck energy that your mind is reacting to metabolizes. And I want you to guess what happens when that energy metabolizes from your system. The mind looks down and has nothing to react to anymore. And that's when you can sit and become responsive and not reactive. And I, this is what I want to offer is the difference between a psychological understanding or having information or knowledge and actually having an experience that allows for the mind to quiet itself. And I, and I also want to point to this is why meditation for most people does not really provide what they think it's supposed to because they spend all their time trying to quiet the mind. The mind is not quiet, not because it doesn't want to be. It's because it has things in the body that it is required to react to. If you want a focused mind, a quiet mind, a performance-based mind, you want your intuition to come online, you want to feel connection with yourself and others, the means to do that is by metabolizing the stuck energy that is in the body, in the nervous system. And then the mind becomes placid not because you asked it to, because that's the side effect of having more easefulness in the body. What I just said there is crucial, unbelievably important, and what most coaching, healing, you name it, uh, fails to recognize, although it is certainly becoming more commonplace for people to acknowledge this in different ways. The reason the work we do here is so potent is because of what I just shared with you. And one of the most challenging things for people is to come to these awarenesses on their own and then not have any support around them while they're doing this work. I've been saying this for the last few weeks. It's a lot easier to walk into a dark cave holding someone's hand and you're going to feel a lot more resilient with that than trying to do it on your own. I've been trying to do healing work on my own for 20 years. It does not work. I have a litany, a team of people around me that I use for support when my system is going into a haywire type of state. In fact, I did that this morning and yesterday as well. Because there's something profound that you need to experience for yourself that happens when you're witnessing yourself and being witnessed by other in this way. Things that you have been working on for years to try to resolve them can resolve in minutes. I shit you not. So I'm not sure exactly what brought you here, but here's what I can tell you. The teachings, the courses, the experiences, and most importantly, the community of support that's here is already built for you. Okay. For those of you guys who want to do this type of work, there is, a, there is an investment that needs to be made. Okay? Without a doubt. Time, monetary. But here's the thing. Even if you come here for level one, I don't think we say this enough. We offer at level one an unlimited amount of live coaching. Unlimited. 
So the moment you sign up and you become part of this community, there is unlimited coaching available for you here. Okay. The, pro the first program here itself is seven modules. Again, these are seven distinct things that we take you through, things that we have you focus on on a weekly basis. But the weekly coaching that you can come, you literally can come in perpetuity at any time, week in and week out to get support. We, 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 took, we took any boundaries off. We used to offer it only for seven weeks. It is now unlimited. So think of it as a membership into a, a healing community. That's, that's just level one. And if that's all you ever do, I promise you, your life will change dramatically. Please go look at the testimonials. We've been doing this for years. The testimonials are insane. I'm still blown away with what people get when they apply this work. And then if you're somebody who understands that there's more to life than just this mind, then Elon and I are the trainers at L2 and L3, level two and level three. If you want to get information about that. And again, we have other programs that if those don't meet your needs, whether it's financial or time investment, you want to take your time or, you know, you just don't have uh, the wherewithal to invest. We have programs that you can do online at your own pace. So bottom line here is if you want to talk to somebody about what are the options here, how does this all work? Then you want to comment, I'm in. You can do this too. If you're watching the replay later, just comment, I'm in. And our team scours these comment boxes and they will reach out to you directly. And if you say you're in and they reach out to you, answer back. I get it. I, I totally understand when you raise your hand to make a change in your life and somebody says, great, let's do that. There's going to be some shit that comes up about that. For all of us, me included and everyone here, when you step and you're going to say, I'm going to look down into this black pit of the unknown, your biology is going to go, mm-mm, mm-mm, let's just keep things the same way. Now you have free will and you can keep things the same way, but you're living that life right now and your life is fine to the degree that it is. But chances are, if you're here and you're listening to me speak, you know that there's something greater for you. You know that there is a, a, a life that is outside of the conditioning that you have lived in. And I assure you there is. Again, I've worked with many, many people over the years. I have never seen this not work for somebody. Never. It works. Because we're not, Elon and I are not teaching philosophy. We're teaching you universal principles about being a human being. We are teaching you about the universal principles of healing. We are teaching you about the universal principles of awareness and identity. And the moment you bring presence to that, your life changes. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it. I, I do want you to understand that if you come work with us, we're going to, whatever it is, the red pill or the blue pill, whichever one takes you out of the matrix, you're, you're taking that. So you can either, you know, have the life that you're having. And again, if that's the life that you want, chances are you are going to deal with the same or similar circumstances that you've already dealt with. That's just what's up. People loop in their stuff. And then they try really, really hard or they work really, really hard to try to get out of it. And they kind of find themselves in the same place again. Or you can really come learn about how this awareness thing works. And you can come experience for yourself what divine intelligence does when we allow for it to do the work. All the codes for healing are already there. They're in your body. They're in your consciousness. I promise you that.
promise you, promise you, promise you that. And while this is committed work, it is not hard work. It's just work that you need to show up and have courage to do. Because again, you got to face the discomfort that's sitting inside that you've avoided. There is no going around it. I wish there was. I wish there was a map where I can give you a little shortcut and it took you around. I wish it worked that way. It doesn't. Energy can't be created, can't be destroyed. It's equal and opposite in force, meaning the way it went in is the way it's going to come out. But here's the difference. In your entire life, when these fears have come up, when this discomfort has come up, there's been nobody there sitting with you, connected to you, and present with you in the way that people are trained here to be with and attuned to you. I really want you to, to, to sit with this over the next week or so. Is I want you to realize that little boy, that little girl that still lives within you, there's an adult self and there's still the child self inside, really wanted a certain level of attunement from their caregivers, from mom and dad. And again, having worked with tens of thousands of people, I've never yet met a person who received that attunement from their parents, ever, or this world. So we're all born as sensitive children who did not receive the attunement that was required for us. So I want you to understand that your nervous system is stuck in upset around this. And I also want you to consider what happens to that little boy or little girl when they finally get seen and they finally get attuned to the nervous system changes because it's been looking for that attunement. It's been looking for that experience for a very, very, very long time. And this is how you begin to build trust. This is how your nervous system and your little boys and your little girls begin to build trust within you that when they're upset, someone is going to show up and be there for them. And that's why we have the community because we can't do this on our own. And we wanted to make sure that when you are in an upset or you are in it, or you are in your shit, just like I've been over the last few days, that when you reach out, somebody is there. And this is not a counselor. This is not a person that listens to you whine or dramatize your story. This is simply somebody that says, let's sit and presence this experience that you're having in your body. Let's be with that. I'm here with you. You are not alone. And every time that happens, you're building a rep in your system. You're glimpsing. Oh, shit. Is somebody really there? Oh, my God. Somebody's actually here this time. And if you're tracking my system, I'm going to send a little of that frequency out there. But it's like the system can relax and let go. And sometimes it means you break down and you cry. Sometimes it means you laugh hysterically. It's just like the body starts expressing the grief or the anger or the sadness that has been bound up in that system for a very long time. And that's what healing looks like. The insights come later because you start living your life in a different way and you look around, you're like, things just don't look the same. I'm not the same. I'm actually compassionate towards myself when that happens. When did that happen? How did that start? It just arises spontaneously within you. You don't have to even, you don't have to focus on these things. You don't even have to, you can have a desire on these things and just let them go. They happen on their own. It is a byproduct to doing this work. And again, I really, whether you believe me or not, this work works and it works for everybody. Everybody. Now, the length of time on which you may have to do this work, depending on the level of trauma that you've dealt with in your life, that greatly varies. I cannot tell you what that is. 
even for those of you who just take on two months of doing L1, I guarantee you at the end of those two months, you will be a radically different person. Now, what you do with that work, once you have it in your pocket, that's completely up to you. I will say this though. I believe that we've all been put on this planet to awaken our spiritual selves, to liberate ourselves from the anarchy and the pain that has been passed through our lineage and ancestors through us right now. I shared with our coaches today, I heard this incredible thing. Person said that you are who you are right now. For those of you guys who are listening to this and are willing to do this work, you are the prayers being answered. You are the prayers of your ancestors. It's all led to you. And all that lineage pain and all that ancestry stuff that that all still habituates in our systems. People who do this work are, are, are helping at levels that most people don't understand in terms of what that does for this reality, what that does for healing this planet, what that does for healing the species and the pain that we're in. Like you are so fucking powerful. And when you start recognizing it's not just my healing, but my healing is everybody's healing. You are both the ocean, you're the drop in the ocean and you're the ocean. You're both. So every single person that steps forward to enlighten themselves, literally to lighten themselves, to unburden themselves, to liberate themselves, is doing incredible, valuable work for people. And I can I even tell you again, just like having spoken with our coaches, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up with this, how many people who have come to this work who find purpose and finally feel like, whoa, I actually have something to offer people. I'm this wild intelligence walking around. And it's not because you, again, you have all this information and you've done all these things. You suddenly recognize there is this vast ocean of awareness and you're just part of it. And the work is to help transmit that and help other people find it. If we're in a darkened room, even two people with a match are going to be the easiest to find and the easiest to see. And then other people can find their matches and other people can find their matches. This stuff can swell and grow very, very quickly. It can make profound changes in the relationships that you have at home and in your lives by shifting your energy inside. But as long as we remain an externally focused society, we go nowhere. The moment we turn within, everything begins to change. So that's the invitation. Again, there's no commitment. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.